generation race car driver, and I dedicate a lot of my time going fast. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Here's the pitch. The goalie swings and it's a high drive to right field. Going back is Carroll. He's at the wall. He leaps. That ball is history. Adolis Garcia has walked off the Diamondbacks in the 11th. My goodness, he's done it again. Third line ready. The snap clean. The placement down. The kick is up. And the kick hooks to the left. But it's gone. And the Jets win it in overtime. And honestly, I'm not sure how. Prescott back, time looking, throwing it into the end zone to C.D. Lamb. Touchdown, Cowboys. First down, Bean keeps it this time. Wide open green space down the sideline, and the track star scores for a Kansas lead. Snap, Bean back to pass, looks right. Pump fake, pump fake, throws, picked off. Ethan Downs intercepted it. He's pushing the pile to the 45. Ethan Downs, the pride of Weatherford. What a play. Final play of the game. Back to pass. Gabriel steps up, evades, lobs in zone. It is knocked in the air. Incomplete out of the back of the end zone. Ball game over. And for the first time since 1997, Kansas has defeated Oklahoma. They are rushing the field in Lawrence. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. Let me say this. Normally, when the other team wins or the other team highlights, I like to play the other team's broadcast. However, I got to give some props to my man Drake. Really, the whole crew. Saturday was a miserable day. I don't know if it came through the television or not, TJ, but it was a miserable day. It was bitterly cold. My feet were completely numb by the end of the broadcast. You know when you, when you, well, really in the fourth quarter, I was standing up just to try to get feeling back in my feet, and you start to feel those thousand needles, you know, in you. It was rainy. Everything was wet. The wind's blowing 20-plus miles an hour. We got lightning in the area. We got a weather delay. And keeping us on the air, keeping the sideline equipment working, uh, all of that stuff, tremendous job by our crew. Hopefully 
people during the weather delay were able to tune in and get information on how, you know when we're coming back and how things are going. And Chris and Gabe worked their tails off down there, uh, both in the OU locker room and with game officials and everything. I don't think I've ever been prouder of my crew than I was on Saturday, even in a loss. Great job by Drake, especially because I listened to the Kansas highlights that, that were posted on Fox. And I don't know if the, if the Kansas broadcast has problems or just the transmission to Fox was bad, but they're unplayable. Like they're just, they're like staticky and like the rains got into the system and it's not, you know, it's not playable. It's so I don't know if they had issues. I assume that they did, but way to go, Drake. Now, that being said, <laughs> this is a tough said. weekend for Drake. And I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to tell the story because I have to, but it's been a tough weekend for Drake. I'm not going to pile on, okay? We are riding up there in our uh, very, very nice Jeep Grand Wagoneers from Fowler. I'm driving one. I'm driving the studio, the, the traveling studio. Drake is driving the other. Well, Chris was driving first because, remember, we did the final hour of our show right. in the car. And then we stopped, switched. I took over. Chris did his show in the back of the car. Stats Kelly also riding with us. Luis Rendon also riding with us from our Spanish broadcast. The other car has Drake, uh, Tom Shores, Andrew Shepard. And I'm the lead car. Drake's behind me. Now, you know this, TJ. I've talked about it before. Drake likes to drive faster than I do. I usually set my cruise at seven miles an hour over the speed limit. However, knowing that this would be frustrating to him, I gave it a bump to nine over. Okay, so I'm going nine over the speed limit faster than I usually like to go. But that's what I'm doing. He's behind me. Nothing seems to be an issue. We make it up into Kansas. We stop somewhere in the middle, like I think it was around the Flint Hills to at one of the all the rest stops now are loves, by the way. This is the first time we've been up there and they're all loves, so that was a tremendous surprise. Fantastic. We're at one of these loves, uh, filling up with gas and, and using the restroom. Somebody said something about Drake, are you frustrated having to, you know, go as slow as Toby's going behind, and he said something to them about, don't worry, I'm about to zip around him and take off. Because at some point ahead, they're going a different way than we are. They're going to the stadium in Lawrence. We're going directly to Kansas City. Right. They're going to go set up and then yeah. join us at the hotel later. I'm getting Chris to the hotel for his 2 o'clock national show, and I also have to be there to interview Coach Venables when the team arrives. So we're a little ways from there, but Drake says, don't worry, I'm about to zip around him and take off. Well, sure enough, we get back on the highway. I look in my rear view, and here comes Drake whipping around me, <laughs> takes off past me. I mean, going significantly faster than I am. I can't verify. Well, I, I don't know. what he, 90, okay, at least. And so whatever, he takes off up there. Oh, we go another 10 miles or so. We notice in the distance some flashing lights. And I said to the car, is that Drake? And we get closer and closer, and sure enough, it is a Jeep Grand Wagoneer. <laughs> Drake Dykin has been pulled over. Okay. Well, Chris is on the air at this point, so he announces it to the world. Mike Steely starts to make 
you know, he, he did a thing at the beginning of his show about it. Social media and the text line and all go crazy. Drake has received we, – we, we get word that he's received a ticket. It's not the, – the officer was nice to him, but it, 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 he got a ticket. And so I think it's funny. I think we all thought it was funny that, you know, moments after Drake said, don't worry, I'm about to whip around him and take off, he gets stopped for speeding because he was speeding. Right. Like if he would have just followed me, he wouldn't have got stopped. But he took off around me. He was frustrated I was not going fast enough. He got a ticket for speeding. So, you know, I'm like, next time we stop, I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet out a little something funny here. I'm going to put together like a fake press release about we have been made aware of the situation of our engineer getting in trouble with the law. We will handle it all internally. Ha, ha, ha. You know, all that kind of stuff. Something like that. I'm crafting, uh, uh, I'm sure, hilarious tweet, TJ, to send out. And it hits my mind. I wonder if Drake's taking this okay. I better not pile on. If I assume he's laughing about this too. Maybe not. I So I text somebody in the car and I was like, hey, how's Drake taking it? The word I get back is not well. <laughs> Nobody's talking. So I delete my tweet and decide not to send That's it. That's what I never you hit send. It. I never posted. I said, you know what? It's sensitive. I will let it go. I'm not going to pile on here. And eventually, you know, we went to dinner that night. He, he came around to laugh at himself. He handled it fine. He's not happy about getting a ticket. He's embarrassed about it. But he handled it fine. We all had a good chuckle. I was like, Drake. I'm sorry, but you know you're going to have to wear this for a while, right? And he's like, I know. So, I mean, it's it, he's aware. Oh, goodness. But he had, after that, he put it behind him, and he had an extraordinary day Saturday in some of the worst conditions that we've had to keep. Like, it's, you know, it was just everything is wet. And he kept us on the air. So that's my Drake story of the weekend. <sighs> I don't know what it is with engineers. But they have lead foots, man. Michael Dean was the same way. Well, part of it is I think they're they want to get there and make sure everything is laid out and ready to go. That they just want to get there, if that makes sense. Well, we all do. I know, but I think Drake probably thinks, man, if I'm 20 minutes behind what I thought time wise because Toby's grandpa and driving so slow, I got to pass him. I got to get around him. I've lost 20 minutes here. I can see how his head's calculating his time on I wanted to be there by this time and I wanted to be set up by this time, but now I'm 20 minutes behind. There's probably all that going through his mind. So, gotcha. It won't be next time, I would have guessed. <laughs> By the way, the weather right now, anyway, looks better. Saturday looks great. It's going to only going to be a high of 45 today. It's going to be another very cold day in Oklahoma. Saturday's forecast in Stillwater for a 2:30 kickoff. We now know 72 degrees, high of 72, only an 8 percent chance of rain. Oh, that right sounds now. that sounds lovely. That sounds perfect. Is yeah. what it sounds like. Uh, so time for that to still go south on us, I would assume. You know what? I want to check the wind. I did not check and see what the wind is supposed to be. So I'll look that up right now. But 72 uh, is delightful. The other thing that happened this weekend that just made it an all-around stinker is uh, Matthew Perry. 
Oh, that's Got that right. New yeah. Saturday that, night. Saturday too? evening. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. What was the scene at the Perry House? Oh, this looks like uh, Saturday, by the way. Ten mile an hour winds, so not bad at all. What was the scene Friday night at the Perry House with the Corey Seager ninth inning game tying two run homer and the Adolis Garcia walk off shot? That game was weird because here's the thing too. I wanted to play Philly more in the series than Arizona. And the reason why is what we've seen over the first two games. One, they're extremely hot. Two, they are really good at just putting the ball in play, moving dudes over. They play old school baseball. And I love it and I appreciate stealing it. Bases. They're stealing bases. They're I don't even know that uh, you know, Josh Young and some of these guys know what to do, how to handle a bunt. It's like, wait, what a minute? They're sacrificing someone over. How does this even ha- work? How does it happen? Uh, you know. So I appreciate the way they play the game, and it's one reason I didn't want to play them. I knew they were going to be a nightmare of a matchup yeah. in certain situations. That's a good call. But Philly is more of an American League bash. Bash it. You know, yeah. if you control their bats, then you're, they're done. They can't move guys over. They're not knocking out base hits and stuff. They're just every other guy's mashing a home run. If you give up the wrong pitch. But that whole game Friday night, I was, you know, I was doing my thing, pacing behind the couch and everything. Um, Bronx had his hot dog outfit Beans. on. And, um, we did have uh, Mayo that night, so we had bean burritos. Boy. Um, we did not have beans on Saturday night, you say that. Even mm. at the taco place you found? Well, we ended up getting the seats, so we ordered and oh. Bronx ordered like buffalo covered tots and buffalo wings is what we ended up eating and and the biggest piece of what? chocolate cake you've ever seen in what your life. Are you so thinking? I d- I just wasn't. It was you're just wrapped up in the. You moment, got a plan so. for tonight? Um, I think there's beans in what we're having tonight. I'll be all right. All right. Go back. Uh, anyway, tonight. what's the scene? I never felt like they were going to lose that game when they kept keeping it within two runs. I thought, mm, this is going to be something where the Rangers end up winning this. I always had that feeling. Uh, so when Corey Seager hit that home run, obviously we went nuts and we're high-fiving and hugging. And uh, Katie had just gotten home from work shortly before that. So she had gotten there. And we uh, said she was a good luck charm. And uh, then I just knew. I, I, once they tied it, I said, they're going to win this game. And that place it's a, was a madhouse. Amazing that. Adolis does it again with a opposite field home run, and it was, it was just a madhouse in there. And um, their players and stuff even talked about like they couldn't hear themselves, and they couldn't. They, it was so loud, it was earth shattering to them. They had never heard anything like it, even in Philly. So uh, it was second awesome. Loudest, it was awesome. Second loudest recorded moment in the history of the ballpark, only behind. Uh, the final out when OU beat Texas for the Big 12 championship there. <laughs> That's a fact. That's fact. Yeah. So No, it was awesome. I mean, what I, a moment. To have Corey Seager, who's a robot, shows no emotion, begin screaming in his swing Yeah. because he knew I hit that. Yeah. Um, that, that was, was awesome. So, yeah, it was fun. We, it we was had, fun. Uh, went out with the crew Friday night in Kansas City and, and Joe C. and, and uh, the uh, – members of the Chiefs that play for the, the the former Sooners that play for the Chiefs, uh, which, by the way, they did not play very they well. They did not play the well. Chiefs yeah. <laughs> um, that, that we were eating at a, a place where there was no TVs, and so I, and it was a lengthy dinner. And so I got back to the room Friday night. I had 
did not. Well, I had seen a score, I guess. I walk in, turn on the TV. First pitch I saw was the Corey Seager two-run homer. He's coming to the plate with, I believe, one out and one on in the ninth. Yeah. First pitch I saw, he launches it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, what a moment. That was was a great game. I mean, if you were just a casual fan, it was an unbelievable game. Yeah. I mean, I only saw the very end, but that was great. Game three tonight, you've got uh, Scherzer for the Rangers. Fott, which is a fun name to say. The P is uh, silent. Fott for the Diamondbacks tonight, 7 o'clock. All right, let's take a break. Let's go OU Kansas the rest of the way. Your text, you can call if you'd like. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. We rarely open up the phone lines on this show, but if you would rather call 405-329-9000 back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. At Bob Moore Nissan, we make sure you get the right vehicle at the right value based on what's right for you. Experience exceptional at Bob Moore Nissan. I-35 in Tecumseh or online at bobmorenissan.com. Tired of your current living situation? With a variety of locations and over 40 floor plans to choose from, you can't lose with Home Creations. Every Home Creations home comes with enhanced included features such as built-in tornado safety features, quartz countertops, wood-like tile, and so much more. Live like a champion today by calling Holly of Home Creations at 405-364-9999 for more information. Home Creations. Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or wagnershvac.com. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. As we wonder why our kids are struggling, Someone is getting bullied. As we discuss how to improve their mental health, someone is being harassed on social media. As we wonder why they're skipping school, someone is crying themselves to sleep. Knowing the signs is the best way to prevent bullying. Please just leave me alone. Learn the signs at sandyhookpromise.org. Serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. I'm Michael Naranjo, and I'm a veteran. Today, I'm a sculptor. My fingers are my eyes. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. With DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. 
Are you frustrated with rising insurance costs or confused about your insurance coverage? At Rightway Insurance, each one of their clients is given a dedicated team of experts that work with you to address all of your insurance concerns. They are an independent insurance company that offers personal and business coverage. Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. Or request a free online quote at rightwayinsurance.com. That's Rightway Insurance at 405-607-6014. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Our showroom is home to classic favorites like diamond earrings and pearl strands, plus cool watches from Michelle and Shinola, and cases full of the latest trends. We are known for our engagement rings and love giving our customers every option, straight from our cases or in their very own custom design with natural diamonds, lab-grown diamonds, or colored gemstones. Shop with us in-store or shop our website or Instagram. Mitchell's Jewelry in the heart of Norman at 2201 West Main Street. Kids, they're just different than us. They have no inhibitions, consider silverware optional, and can find fun anywhere. When kids get really sick, they're different than us too. That's why the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is introducing the Dare to Dream Project. With the largest global clinical trial for kids with blood cancer, it'll be the biggest medical advancement for little patients in history. Help transform treatment and care for kids and support all the work we do at LLS.org. T-Row in the morning show this hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma with no cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free. Patients are compensated for their time. Several area locations, including coming soon to Ardmore, HightowerClinical.com, 405-831-5905. A couple of texts here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, we lost one guy in the first segment because we mentioned the World Series, and he said he was leaving to go elsewhere because we're idiots. So, uh, All right. Bye. Have a uh, good day. Bye, sir. Felicia. Uh, Greg in Muskogee says, Weather was no excuse. Kansas was able to push the ball down the field when they needed to. Oklahoma refused to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane in California says, uh, oh, he's got a fire emoji here. He says, fire emoji. Hey, T-Row. Did you ever get an explanation on that illegal touching no-call reception on Kansas? So the Big 12 put out a statement on it. Uh, I'll try to find that statement. Uh, I think it was texted to me here. Let me try to find it. I disagree. I think that they got that wrong. I don't know the rule book uh, inside out in that regard, but um, even after reading you know, what they had sent, I disagree. And I know Dean Blandino on the Fox broadcast disagreed as well. Yeah. It says uh, the ball was touched by the defense, which it was. Trace Ford, you know, nearly picked it. So the offensive player's right foot reestablished him in bounds and can legally touch the ball. I don't think that was the case at all. When his right foot was down, his left foot was out of bounds. And then... It looked like to me when he first touched the ball, his right foot is in the air, and his left foot might even still be touching out of bounds. Anyway, it was nowhere close to reestablishing anything in bounds. Like reestablishing means back in bounds, I thought both feet, but anyway, back in bounds for a moment, for a beat, you reestablish yourself, and then you can catch the ball. 
I don't even know if he was inbounds, period, much less anywhere close to reestablishing himself. So I thought it was a bad call. Dean Blandino thought it was a bad call. The Big 12 thought it was a good call. Yeah, that's where my confusion was because I thought the other foot was out of bounds too, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, he's not reestablished because one foot's still out of bounds. Right. So, But then the way I read it when the Big 12 released it, they were acting like that reestablishing him, and I'm like, how can that be possible? He's still out of bounds. So... I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm looking at it. I through. think they got it wrong. Oh, you glasses if there's, if there's too, an so. official listening that can explain it better, please call in. Good morning, fellas. We can hem and haw about Saturday. It's done. My eyes are upon Stillwater and taking care of that team from there. Hashtag Boomer. That's from Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's done with the hem and end the haw. <laughs> He's done with both of it. Eyes forward for Tom. Good morning, gents. Oh, you lost, which sucks, but we can come back and hit OSU where it hurts. I feel like our defense is solid, but our runner might need our runner might need some game, uh, might need some work. Um, our runner? I think he meant our run game might need some work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we've been saying that all year. The run game was as good as it's been all year Saturday until Tawi got hurt. He was tremendous. Yes. No, he was great. He was great. He was Six, on his way to a 200-yard day. Let me see what he ended with, and he didn't play. Uh, what he, he got hurt going right to left, so he got hurt in the third quarter. 146. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he didn't start. No, first two or three series he wasn't in there. Didn't play the entire fourth quarter, and he almost had 150 yards. So, yeah, he was, on, he was headed for a monster day. Uh, let's see here. I did say after the Cincy game that those screens would be timed and taken the other way. I cannot see another Gavin Freeman jet sweep, and there is no way Farouk, as good of a playmaker as he is, should be the number two back. Give Sawchuck time to get his rhythm and timing down. That's from Cody. Okay. Uh, given the blatant pass interference in the end zone that wasn't called last time we were in Stillwater, going along with the terrible officiating in the Kansas game, does anyone expect that there won't be horrible calls this Saturday? No. (laughs) No. No, I mean, it's the last year in the Big 12. We all knew this was going to happen. It's been atrocious all year, even in games Oklahoma's won, with the exception of the Texas game, and they hate both of those teams. So, um... No, there's no reason to believe Oklahoma is going to get the advantage of the whistle on Saturday. None. Going to have to win it anyway. As long as we don't have any more side-out throws or jet sweeps, please, I will be fine. From Loco, Ohio. What was the first thing before jet sweeps? Uh, side-out throws. Side-out throws. Is that like screens, just, like sweeps and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Throwing right. out to the side there. We don't, like, we don't want those anymore. Uh, out of curiosity, Toby, was Gentry hurt? Yes. I mean, he was there. Uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe he was suspended. Did you see anything Everything about that I saw online was that he was injured, but I never He's saw been... what or how or when. You know, Peyton Bowen, Gentry Williams, Danny Stussman, of course, all call. those guys not in there. Um, He's been having an issue all year with his shoulder. Uh, stingers, you know. Yeah. So that's my assumption is that he something was going on there. But I guess I didn't hear anything official about that after the game. So I will uh, see if I can find that. Uh, you want to get Josh to break in here? Off. Nope, sorry. In the post game, I had to break off and go do the TV show again this week. So uh, 
anyway, no excuse. Uh, Josh, good morning. Welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Oh, just trying to, you know, have a radiotherapy session here for all of us, Josh. Yeah, I uh, I feel you there. I got a couple questions for you, and the first one is I didn't get to watch the game. I listened to it on the radio. Uh, great, great job by you and your team again, as always. Um, how bad is Danny's injury to his ankle? I don't know. Um, obviously, he couldn't go. Uh, my guess is that you know, knowing him, it must have been severe pain. Yeah. For him to take himself out of the game or not be able to go. Credit him for coming out and giving it a try in the second half. Uh, He caught, it looked like on that ball he almost picked in the end zone, which is another almost interception in that game, that when he came down it looked like he kind of caught his toe on the turf and wrenched his foot there. You know, you hope it's not high ankle because that tends to keep you out longer. But um, certainly that will be a concern and a storyline this week going into Bedlam. Yeah. Same thing with Tawi, by the way. I mean, I think it's probably an ankle with him, and obviously that could be a major impact on this game. So that was that was going to be my 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 next question is I don't I I don't think I've ever seen a running back room, I guess, uh, coached as weirdly not not coached I said, but just weird. Like Tawi's had our two best rushing games the whole season. And yet he's only really played in those two games. I don't understand the thinking of why, if he's done, if he's done our best job dating as far back as SMU, why don't we keep running him? It's obvious Sawchuck and Barnes and Major weren't the guys, so why did we keep trying to force it in a different direction? I don't have a good answer for the, for you for that. I do feel like that a thirty for thirty could be made about. You know, with cameras inside the OU running backs room this year, it's been uh, questions and drama all year and a revolving door. And I don't know what Tawi was mad about last week that got him suspended. It's a valid question. I don't know. My last one is not really a question, but I played baseball with Tyler McComas in college. So tell him I said hi. uh, Josh, what's your last name? Davis. How was Tyler as a baseball player? Tyler was about as consistent as you could get. Now he wasn't going to hit for power, but yeah, um, he was he was a fantastic teammate, always there when you needed him, and you, you knew he, when he came in that he was going to deliver. So he's he's a great Hard guy. Nose. This was Tyler McComish we're talking about, I can right? See that? Yeah. yeah. Hard nose. I, I know. I know. I know how. What it position? Sounds, but Middle infield. Okay. Good defender? Yes. Excellent defender. Good defender, good teammate, hard-nosed, hit for average, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, when we took BP, he would always get real close to hitting one over the left-field fence at Rose State, but just couldn't get the wind right to push it over the fence. Top of the order guy? A run producer? Bottom of the order guy? Where was he? Uh, bottom of the order. He was a guy that always, you know, when you needed a base hit to get the yeah. to get back to the top of the lineup, that was him. Love those guys. All right. Hey, thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Yeah. Take care. Right. I could see that. I bet he knew everybody's stats too, on the team in his head <laughs> as we're as we're going, without calculating it. Just knew that dropped my average to this, and that raised my average to that. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah.
He could probably remember right now every play from every game he played in college. Redlands? Is that am I remembering correctly? Is that where he went to I school? I think that's right. Redlands. 734, back to more of your calls, your texts. When we come back, we will also hear what Jeff Levy told us on the Sooner Radio postgame show right after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Toby and TJ back with you on a Monday morning, chilly Monday morning across the state of Oklahoma. And among the Sooner fan base, they dropped their first game of the year Saturday, 38-33, the final to... Kansas. I am uh, reading an article here, D1 Baseball, this morning. TJ put out the 2023 fall report on Oklahoma. I've just begun to read it, but I can tell you the headline says, uh, uh, the headline says, with a characteristically athletic lineup and a revamped pitching staff loaded with many power arms, OU baseball looks like a serious Big 12 contender. Ooh. I like, I like hearing that. that. Yeah. Uh, I did I did get the lowdown. They had a scrimmage on Friday and I talked to uh, a member of the staff yesterday kind of went through everything and uh, they got me pretty fired up about the arms. So anyway, that's for another day. Here's what Jeff Levy told uh, our Dylan uh, our Dylan Gabriel, our Gabe Eichert after the game. All right, guys, down here in the locker room with offensive coordinator Jeff Levy, coach seemed like it was a, a struggle to find a rhythm in the passing game today with Dylan Gabriel. What, what did you see from Kansas? What were some of the main causes for not being able to get the air game going? Yeah, I think just wanted to do a good job of, of running the rock. You know, felt good about that. And uh, with, with the way some of the weather was early on, felt like staying away from the throw game uh, was, was the right thing. So it was probably a little more conservative than maybe it needed to be, but that was the thought. Speaking of the running game, uh, Tawi Walker did some really nice things today. Unfortunately, got a little banged up, wasn't able to finish the game. But what, what did you see, uh, a guy that was you know, was not out there last week, what did you see from 29 today? Yeah, played incredibly hard, played tough, had really good production. Um, hate that he played the way he played and, and you know, can't, can't enjoy it. So I'm proud of how he, he went about it. What's, what's the message? to the offense right it's you can't be defined by just one performance but this is this is undoubtedly a tough one yeah just our leaders got to lead we got to do a great job responding uh, we got to do a great job learning from it as we get in there tomorrow and watching it and, and getting better you know we we've got to uh, we got to clear it uh, tomorrow as soon as we we get done with the tape and be able to move on uh, to the next opponent now looking along the offensive line I've played a bunch of different guys several young guys Got out there, got some valuable reps. How do you feel the O-line played today? Yeah, I thought there was plenty of good. Going to have to watch the tape and be able to go back through it to get detailed with it. That's that's the reality of it. What was Coach Venables' message to the football team? Yeah, being together, staying together, uh, not letting one moment define us, finding a way to, to clear it and get better and learn from it and go on the road and find a way to go 1-0 next week. Appreciate you, Coach. Thanks. All right, obviously Jeff drawing a lot of ire after that game from uh, Sooner fans, and 
you know, it wasn't wasn't his finest uh, day of calling plays. I, I just think, and I, obviously we were there, so I can attest, it was a miserable weather day. Is it the worst we've ever seen? No. But it was not fun. However, I just, I, it does, and it was striking in the moment, boy, they really have taken this game out of Dylan Gabriel's hands. Like, they just do not want to throw the football. And for a while there, you understood because of how much success they were having with Tawi. Like, just don't go away from that. And then they had a possession where they put Farouk in it running back, and he fumbled it. And you're like, why isn't Tawi in the game anymore? And so it was just, it was a disjointed day. Um, It's hard to understand. I want to say the loss of Andrell Anthony has hurt him more in the passing game than maybe we anticipated, but Andrell Anthony wasn't out there for that final drive against Texas either. And boy, they look good on that drive, you know? So I don't know why they didn't try to push the ball more down the field. I think they have uh, big time weapons in the passing game. I was listening to the, the, the guys podcast this morning before the show. And I guess I can't confirm this, but Gabe counted up that they threw two passes of more than 10 yards. Oh, geez. Before the final drive. Obviously on the final drive, they aired that one out to Brendan Thompson and tried the Hail Mary into the end zone and stuff like that. But right. before the final drive, two passes in the first 73, 75 plays that traveled more than 10 yards in the air. Drake was one. I don't even remember the other. Drake was not one. I don't think. I think that was like a seven or eight, eight yard. yard pass that he okay. took. Uh, on an yeah, RPO. You may, be, you may be right there. He might yeah. have been. He might have been. I'm just remembering that it was short. I, I know one was a P.I., a throw to Nick in the first half. Early on was a P.I. Okay. And I think the other was was a completed pass to Nick Anderson in the second half, maybe in, even in the fourth quarter, when uh, he kind of got open across the middle. Um, I think those are the two. <laughs> so of the two, both, you know, one was caught and one got you a pass interference. I've got to read this one. It just came in and it made me laugh. Like, <laughs> it's, it's sunshine pumping day on the ref. Can't beat Kansas yet. You guys think it's okay. OU has no shot at a title of any sort. More jet sweeps is probably the way to win some games. How did that work out for Tebow? Like, in, in, in what, what way have we pumped sunshine to? today or we thought that anything was okay? <laughs> like, I have no idea where that's even coming from. So... Uh, I, have I said one positive I, I thing about how they played? Today? I don't think so. Right. I don't think either think, one of us. I don't, think, I don't think he turned on the radio. I think he just woke up and assumed that that's what's going on right? and sent the text message. It must have. It's a, it's a, it's a Wyoming yeah. number, it looks like. So anyway, thank know. you for listening. We'll try to calm down the sunshine pumping about how great they played. You've been about as critical as maybe I've ever heard you be. So They played, they played poorly. Yeah, on, yeah. In every facet, they played poorly. Um, and I, and I, I don't. I think that Levy's going to get criticism and is getting criticism. And you know, you're never going to hear me call for a coach to be fired ever in the position I'm in. That would be highly inappropriate. But you know, as much these guys are public figures and they get paid a lot of money, and criticism is part of the job. So it was not a good day. All around, it was not a good day. I do think you know, there are things here and there that were were good. Like, they came out from the weather break 
awesome. Oh, that that drive, yeah, was great. The the second quarter they dominated. They were behind. Let me look it up. Um, it's a fourteen seven. They're behind. Wrong side. Fourteen seven. When the weather delay takes place, they come out, score a touchdown to tie it. Immediately recover the fumble on the kickoff. Score another touchdown to take the lead. So the way they came out of the weather break, good. Tawi Walker, good. The way they played uh, in the fourth quarter, the back-to-back interceptions when they really needed it, great. But not much more than that. I mean, there's a lot of things to not like before, in the middle, and after all that in every facet of the game. Quit your sunshine pumping, T-Row. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'll try to calm down. 7.47 in the morning. Quick timeout. Back after this. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KREF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. High Tower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Clinical trial opportunities in several areas. You see Crohn's, different cancers, multiple different disease areas. If you think they can help you, you want to find out more about their treatment uh, options, HightowerClinical.com, or you can call or text 405-831-5905. Sunshine Pumper's back with you here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I thought they played very well on Saturday, Toby. Just sometimes, (laughs) gosh darn it, it doesn't go your way. That's right. It just... You got to fight back and live, uh, or fight another day, uh, whatever that is. So, Fire them all! Yeah. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Defense played well enough to win. Offense needs to move the ball. The play calling was horrible. Special teams, thumbs down. Why is Farouk playing running back? Well, I would say the defense played better than the offense. I don't know if I would say the defense... I guess they played well enough to win. They didn't have a good day. It was their worst tackling day of the year. I mean, they forced some turnovers, which is great. They did get a turnover on downs to start the game. Huge possession there in the second half before they forced the turnovers. To So the the first three Kansas possessions, full possessions of the fourth quarter. Remember, OU fumbles the kickoff. They take over on the 20. The defense pushes them back to the 25, and then Kansas missed a field goal. Great. Then they got interception, interception after that. But in general, all day, way too many missed tackles. Uh, did not get the stop they had to have at the end of the game. It was not a good day for the defense. I don't remember the rest of the text. What was the uh, – Why is Peruk playing running back? Um, I mean, my guess is – I'm not alibying anything. My guess is he is – you know, he's had some games this year where he has been a very explosive weapon, certainly the Texas game being one of those. I feel like Cincinnati maybe was another, if I'm remembering correctly, where, you know, 100 yards receiving, 100 yards in kick returns, get him the ball however you can because he is a playmaker that can make and has made big plays for this team. I, not, maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe however you can get the guy the ball, let's get him the ball. Not alibying it. I'm just you asked me the question. I'm guessing that's, that's what the only the thing might that be. it could be is we're not going to and throw the ball today. It's a wet, rainy conditions. We've got to get it into his hands. 
this is the easiest way to do that. Probably getting him on the edge, though, is smarter than yes. running him up the middle. Yeah, yes. Uh, let's see here. What I would like to know is why we used the timeout before punting after just taking a five-yard delay of game on fourth down. Yeah, I thought that was weird, oh, too. Personnel. That's bad. I'm trying to remember the play. Uh, somebody after the – if I remember correctly, they had to run somebody on late. There was a personnel issue, and they had to use a timeout there. It was not good. It, it shouldn't have happened. I think I'm remembering that correctly. So you're talking about the final punt of the game. Mm-hmm. OU it lines up to go for it on fourth and seven. Uh, got a false start. Yep. Which I thought they were just going to try to get him to jump off sides there. But Brent seemed to indicate in the postgame that they were going to go for it. I don't know if he meant that or not. But anyway, I don't know why Nick Anderson would have jumped unless there was actually Two a play false called. starts by receivers on Saturday. That's weird, too. So That backed them up. Now they're going to punt. And then they had to call a timeout. I'm pretty sure it was a personnel issue, if I remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, Drake said he thought it was Jacoby Johnson running on great, late, which if that's the case, boy, he had a bad five minutes of life right there But because he's the one that didn't catch the punt after it was kicked. All right, what else we got? Uh, Toby and TJ, the def- defense played okay until Stutzman went out with an injury, and the reality of the D is had a lot of injuries, so that was a problem. Big-time injuries on 0-2 that didn't help the Sooners. Still young. I hope they can come uh, get some cats back for the Cowboys. Boomer. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The true diehard fans can't afford the ticket. Oh, that was about the uh, World Series. No, that's true. It's probably not like guys like me when women are and men are going in in like sequin jackets. and um, mm. I uh, hate sequin jackets. Yeah, like uh, sequin boots and stuff. And it's like, you don't care to be well, at this game. Let's be fair. Sequin boots is... <laughs> Just a part of DFW. I'm just saying, some of these people are rolling in. That's a Tuesday at Chili's. Some of these people rolling in in their uh, outfits and their their fur coats and stuff. I'm like, you don't even watch baseball. Give me your tickets. You know how they all have all that money, by the way? Because you support Longhorn Steakhouse. That's why. (laughs) You would have had tickets to the World Series if you didn't eat at Longhorn Steakhouse. Maybe so, maybe so. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, let's see here. One more. Uh, Sooner Choctaw says, still thinking we are back in the Kevin Wilson days with the sideline-to-sideline passes. You have a Heisman candidate at QB, and you don't throw downfield. What the bleep? Agree. Very conservative game plan. Very conservative game plan. You got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. At least he has been so far this year. Let him play quarterback. Top of the hour. We'll be back.